This is Talk Is Sheep, the official podcast of the Wild Sheep Society of BC, brought to you by Sitka Come along as we bring conversations that matter to you into the high alpine. Mr. Greg Rensmag, 116, my friend. Here we are again, you and I. Oh, yeah, the big kahuna, Kyle Stelter. How's it going, buddy? But you got to stop calling me that. It's really bad. <laughs> Even CEO, it's so bloody ostentatious. But it was like either that or executive director. And I begged the board, please, please let me use CEO. But I feel it's a little ostentatious. We're going to switch it to the chief cook and bottle washer. You keep saying that, it, it's going to stick. Uh, I like that one. I'm good with it. That's more my uh, my speed. But uh, um, this was a fun one, man. Episode 116 with Ty and Wasey. And uh, yeah, what waste dog is that his is that his handle waste dog or yeah waste dog's the handle the the nanny whisper was that what it was <laughs> I think so. make, I, make I, nanny I, hunting great again or something crazy he was saying <laughs> just a character uh, just be, both those guys yeah and just to be clear we're not advocating that you go out and shoot any nannies just uh, uh but this is a great talk with uh ty and waste about wilderness locals what they got going on and uh, here's some, you know, some cool stories. It, well, it was kind of fun to actually hear Ty give Wace a hard time about uh, about dragging him back to the to the truck after a, whatever, however long that goat hunt was, right? So, yeah, there's some some interesting pictures floating around from that goat hunt. I had a good chuckle when he sent them over, but uh, don't worry, we won't be sharing those. You got to go straight to the source for those ones. Yeah, you you shared it you're like you cannot use this one. We're like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, we don't we don't want to make the locals mad at us. So, no. um, so yeah, uh, so on the topic, we talk lots about goats on this one, and uh, and you and I were just discussing the great work that the Rocky Mountain Goat Alliance does uh, for conservation. They're you know we love working with those guys, and uh, just again looking after those. Uh, those tiny little white things that with small horns that wish they were all sheep, but uh, just kidding aside. But uh, no, it's a great, great alliance. Uh, the alliance is a great organization and, and really good people over there doing good things for wild, wild goats and nannies. Just and hard, nannies. hard not to say wild sheep in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's, I, I'm, it's, sorry. It's, it, uh, it'll be good. They're, they're going to be at our Kamloops show, which is, it's here. The RMGA is going to have a booth there, which will be exciting. Have them our first uh, first real show attached to the show, so that'll be a nice little piece. Yeah, and uh, for all those that registered for Kamloops, there's something a little special there this year too. There's uh, what what, are they, what somebody's bringing something that people want to see. I don't. I can't remember. Yeah, it's that it? uh, that little horned thing. Um, what is that, it? That, the, that, is that it world the Chadwick goat or something? The Chadwick, yeah, the the, the, the Kaluski goat. The uh, oh, oh, right, the world record. No big deal, right? The new world that's, record. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it, like, you know what? Like, think about it though, right? It only beat the old one by three inches. So, like, think about it. three inches is only that long. Like, it's <laughs> nothing, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, really cool. So we had Justin on in the previous podcast. And uh, just had a great listen. He's going to be coming out to the show, and he's bringing the goat with him. He's going to have it at the Alliance's booth, and uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, it's just going to be really cool to see see him again, see that goat, and uh, you know, it's just a great way to celebrate, you know, the weekend and conservation. And again, 
um, if you get a, a company like Rocky Mountain Goat Alliance or an organization or not for profit out there looking after those species, and look, we got a new world record, right? And it's, uh, yeah, maybe it's a freak, maybe there's abnormal circumstances, but pretty safe to say if the alliance wasn't doing what they do on the landscape, there'd probably be less goats out there. So anyway, pretty cool. That's excellent. And they're they're doing excellent work, and you know our volunteers are their volunteers, and we're crossing and. I'm sure you're a member. I'm a life member. Just it it all seems to be part and partial between the Goat Alliance and the Sheep Society. One big happy family. You're a life member too. What what's yeah. your number? Oh, I don't know. I don't know the Come number. On, buddy. I got no idea to you, be honest. You probably don't even have your challenge coin with you, do you? <laughs> I got uh, <laughs> I, I got an ignorant <laughs> amount with me. Uh, I, think I got a backpack right. full from Reno. <laughs> that does not count. You cannot pull out your backpack and put all hundred on the table. <laughs> okay, you're safe. Uh, that's funny. Well, um, so Camloops this weekend. Um, for those of you that haven't checked our show out yet, uh, you probably should. It's a heck of a good time. It's um, it's a great time to get together. A bunch of conservationists get together, chatting about wild sheep. Um, we talk about sheep hunting. We talk about talk about taking some sheep, but we talk about more about putting them on the mountain. And uh, just a great group of guys and gals that really care about wild sheep. And you know, we talk about our wild sheep family, and you sure feel it in Kamloops. So, um, if you missed us this year, look us up next year. We'll be back. Um, it's always that second week of March, and uh, love to see you. But with that, I'd say we talk to. Ty and Wace on episode 116 of the Wilderness Locals. Enjoy. This episode is sponsored by our conservation partner, Precision Optics. Thank you Sitka Gear and Precision Optics for investing in healthy wildlife and sustainable ecosystems. Well, good evening, gentlemen. Welcome to Talk is Sheep. Uh, Wacey, Tyler, good to have uh, the Wilderness Locals on the, uh, the pod. Thanks. Thanks for having us. So we got uh, the main man Greg on board tonight, and he's uh, he's going to take us through. He's uh, he's been a fanboy from day one, so he's uh, he knows all the goings on. So, but so we're obviously we're recording this remotely, and uh, what's up with the what's with waste? What's with the name there, Nanny King? What's going on there? <laughs> That's your handle there tonight. So what's going on there? Is there a story there you want to share with us, or what? No, just I just want to make killing nannies great again. That's no, all. no, no, no! It's <laughs> a ter- terrible oh, start. Uh, the software that we record on, I can't ever change my name because it's just like the admin account, and Wacey always puts something ridiculous in, so nobody ever gets to see it. But so apparently now Wacey's the nanny, the nanny king. This is great. I'm glad. <laughs> So uh, put you guys up on a pedestal for the wilderness yeah, locals. Good. Thanks, Wace. So, yeah. so I, I kind of want to start with just a, a thank you to both you guys. Actually, um, you know, you're supporters of the Wild Sheep Society. You know, Ty, you reached out right away when we launched our Act Now campaign, asking how you could help, and you've been hammering that out on your guys' podcast. I think you're at 106 episodes in. And you're still running a support the Wild Sheep Society of BC ad on every yep. cast. Like it's outstanding, and we we truly appreciate that. And I think you're a you're a Monarch member now yeah, too. Right. So you're there's a plaque behind you on the wall. So 
Yeah, no, uh, happy to happy to help any way we can. It's uh, uh, it's it's one of the conservation organizations that uh, you know you you you're you're getting your money's worth when you when you put your dollars in. So it's I'm I'm happy to be a part of it. Right on, and we we appreciate having you, and you know, thanks for helping out in the Chilliwack <laughs> show and standing there shaking hands and pretending you know much about sheep as uh, yeah, right. everybody else. No, so. it's okay. I'm doing the nice. same thing anyway. So, but uh, let's start with a little bit of a quick quick background on you guys. Uh, say, to start with Wacy. Who are you? Where are you from? How'd you end up in the outdoor community like you are now? Mm, yeah, name's Wacy from Alberta. Um, yeah, I don't know. Me and Tyler, we kind of just met. I don't know how we even met. We kind of, my cousin was a mutual friend, so we kind of got hooked up. I was, we started talking online, and uh, I was kind of telling him like, "Hey, I want to hunt BC. I'd like to get it, you know, get after some goats and do different things." Caribou was kind of actually the main hit list thing for a while. And then, like, fast forward with this lunatic, and we're doing a freaking podcast. And, and so, yeah, I don't even know how we got to where we are, but we're here. And, yeah, things are rolling good. I don't know. We just – it was Tyler, I think, who started. And I kind of jumped on, like, episode two, I think, is kind of – that's where I kind of got started with it. Uh, right on. What uh, What made you decide to – start that podcast um, I, it, I don't know it was one of those things where where um I, I was always on the phone talking to my friends and stuff about hunting and fishing and being in the outdoors and just you know normal stuff and um i was like man people probably find just normal conversations with regular dudes talking about hunting and stuff we all enjoy probably find it pretty interesting um there's kind of a lack of like unscripted not uh not like really contrived hunting stuff out there i mean uh, um there's more now for sure um but yeah no it, it was just sort of a just kind of a fun project and uh it kind of we didn't know if it was going to have legs or what but it's been a lot of fun yeah well, it's some pretty good bs sessions and i think we all learn about uh how much stuff Wacy likes on his bino harness. So that's his thing. <laughs> no, it, it's the other component of it too. Yeah, is like, I, I got, I got into hunting as an adult and, um, you kind of spend a lot of time sorting through different places to learn about hunting, right? There's so many avenues to, to learn stuff now and so much of it you learn and then have to relearn later. And, and it was just kind of one of those things where it's fun to share those experiences, you know, while you're figuring it out and talking to people and, um, people always talk about the interviews that we've done on the podcast. And it's like a lot of those interviews are just super selfish. I just have people on that I want to talk to and usually ask them pretty pointed questions about stuff that I care about. Right. Um, and then Wacy is like, Wacy's our, our, our lifelong hunter. You know what I mean? I, I'm the guy that started as a adult and there's, I mean, people say, you know, that what's the thing we shouldn't say. And it's like, uh, what is it? Adult onset hunter. They say that it's gross, but <laughs> I guess that's me. Right. And then Wacy's our, our lifelong, super experienced guy. Um, so there's a, a good, uh, 
there's a good juxtaposition of where we're at in our sort of evolution in, in hunting. And so it's fun to interview people together. And then Wacy usually gets on a hour long terror about something completely unrelated. So that's good. On the, the locals only. <laughs> yeah, episodes. that's all we've been doing lately. We just had Snyder on from Kafaru and I have to edit about 40 minutes of it out before I can post it. But <laughs> so if you're getting into hunting a little bit late in life, why, what, What's the deal behind the traditional bow? You just uh, I actually started shooting bows before I started hunting. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I like the stick bow. I feel like I don't give up that much shooting it, eh? Um, I feel like a lot of the shots I would take with a compound, you know, outside of my effective range with a stick, a lot of those shots are kind of, um, you're pushing it anyways. And with the stick bow, you're forced to hunt real close. So you definitely lose opportunity um, if you're comfortable taking long bombs, but a lot of the country I hunt is thick and close anyway. So like the L country I hunt in, there's not really too many, you know, 40, 50, 60 yard shots. It's all 10 to 30 anyway. So. Yeah. Close, yeah. close and personal. And Wacy, has been huge Joy's for me on the stick bow because Wacy's a stick bow guy. So I have somebody to send form videos to continuously and he, tears them apart on a regular basis so that's cool now with the uh the stick bow guy that's kind of putting it lightly i seen a couple of belt buckles there something about a, a master bow hunter there can you explain mm. that way see yeah so in alberta with uh the alberta bow hunters association kind of one of the fun things they do is they have uh their awards program um you can work your way up in, in the program with, um, you know, you get your small game awards. So you would harvest like, you know, magpie and a squirrel and a coyote. And there's just a category you have to check off and then you have to get your big game awards, kind of the same deal. And then to get your masters, you have to kill so many animals that meet Pope and young, and then you can get your masters and then they have their grandmasters, um, which is so many X amount of species that make Pope and Young. And I think in Alberta, I can't remember, I think there's only 50 Grandmasters. And I think there's only 200 and some uh, uh, Master Bow Hunters. So I got my Masters. Grandmasters thing is going to be down the road. That's kind of going to be some money hunts, right? Uh, you know, for lion and different things, right? So, but no, it's a fun little program. And that's how I kind of, you know, I worked at that for a few years, and um, it's fun. It, it, it It's kind of the point of it was trying to get people involved, right? It's fun. Kids start with their small game and work their way up, and, and they're entering it every year. So, you know, it's I think it's a good thing that they're doing. I'm actually the traditional uh, archery executive. I sit on the board with Which the Which is hilarious. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Which, which anybody lets me sit on any board. Yeah. No, it's good. It's it's fun. And it's, that's what that buckle is about. And my boy actually just wears it. I don't, <laughs> I probably should put it away, but no, it's been fun. So if your your boy's wearing the buckle, are you uh, training him to, to get his own buckle one day? Is that in the works? Oh, like yeah. Instilling, yeah, yeah. Instilling your knowledge? Yeah, they each, I got them each, uh, I got a boyer to build each of my boys uh, their own long bows. 
And um, so they've been ripping and tearing with those. They're nice little bows. I can't remember the draw weight. It's like, I think it's like 14 pounds or something. So it's they're pretty light, but they have fun and rip them up with that. So I, I haven't let them touch a compound yet. I want to keep them going on this. <laughs> so. Yeah. How important is it is uh, passing on the the outdoors to the boys like that? Mm, I, I, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to think that it's important, but it, it kind of isn't. Like I, I don't want to push them. If they want to hunt, they can hunt, but I don't want to push them. Like I don't want to like you're going to come hunt bears, right? Like I want them to come hunt with me because. Uh, I just kind of scared I'm going to burn them out sometimes with it, right? So I got to be careful with it. So I kind of just, I'm kind of one of those guys I don't really force it. I, if they don't want to go, I don't make them kind of thing. But it's, I would like to see them carry it on, you know, but we'll see how it goes and see how much you're into it, you know, as they get older here. Yeah, and the Furies down the road, they're going to be saying the same about you. Don't want to <laughs> force Dad into it to burn them out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Then you're, yeah. Then you're doing the same, Ty. You're always posting. You're you're out there fishing, yeah. taking your kids out. How how, how important I mean, it, is that to you? It's huge for me. Um, the, I think it's a good way to keep kids out of trouble, right? And I grew up in the outdoors, um, not hunting, but fishing and hiking and dirt biking and ATVing and just generally in the woods camping, right? And I didn't really get into too much trouble until I was you know, well out of my folks house, but, uh, um, um, no, it's, it's wicked, man. Like I have, I have four kids and my eldest wakes me up all the time and like, you know, two o'clock in the morning asking if we're going fishing, <laughs> you know, like, dude, it's the middle of the night. Right. So, uh, no, it's wicked. And like where we live, there's a lot of opportunity every direction we go. Same with you guys. Right. So it's pretty easy to, uh, keep the kids busy, but like Wacey said, um, I don't want to burn them out either, so I, I I won't force them. I I grew up playing um playing rep hockey and that kind of thing, and like by the time I was seventeen years old, I was just over it, right? I haven't watched a hockey game since, so I don't want to do that to my kids, right? I don't want to force them to spend their entire childhood with a fishing rod in their hand, and then by the time they're an adult, uh, an adult, they're just over it, right? So. I think there's a good balance to be had but my kids are my kids are living li- living for it right now so yeah always calling to go fishing and jump on the boat hit the river totally are you, did you fish as a, a kid yeah or is that I, 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 I did a little app? bit my my grandfather was uh uh my grandfather was like a hardcore outdoorsman i have photos of him with goats and all kinds of stuff but um it kind of skipped a generation my dad wasn't really into the hunting and fishing thing but he was into dirt biking and all the other stuff right so that's what i did growing up and then um i probably bought a fly rod about a decade ago here and started getting into it and like hit some major stumbling blocks as you do with fly fishing and i kind of tucked it away and um kept focusing like focused on hunting and then just recently i, I met um through a mutual friend of ours, I met, I met, uh, Matt Sharp from Pacific Angler and like, he's completely augmented my fly fishing learning curve to like, now it's sort of become a obsession for me. So like any opportunity I get, I'm like on the river or on a lake or something with chucking, chucking flies and stuff. So it's pretty fun. 
Yeah. Oh, right on. Now, uh, this this past hunting season, you guys seem to uh, you had a little bit of an adventure. Oh uh, yeah, Wacy, I think referred to the the hunt and standing there getting kicked in the nuts repeatedly. <laughs> so you guys went in, went up north, went and chased uh, the white ghosts of the mountain. What, uh, how was that for you guys? Like, I know you guys did okay, but I want to hear it from your side of the yeah the um, screen here. So that was my third goat hunt in 12 months. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So backing up two years in 2021, was it, Wace? We had plans to go on an archery goat hunt. And then when the draws came out, I drew a really juicy unit and we were like, well, what shit, what are we going to do? Right. We got like this, this hunt of a lifetime, super hard to draw goat tag. And we're already all planned to go hunt an area nearby for archery. And so me and Wacy were like, whatever, let's just send it. Let's go up where I drew. And, uh, if we, if we get her down up there quickly, we'll drop down to town, sleep for a night. Then we'll go into the archery zones. Right. And, uh, uh, we went up there. We had an awesome time. Wacy eventually got Giardia. Hey, Wace. <laughs> and oh yeah, it was a little bit rough. Yeah, it got it got a little wild there. Um, then I went back in February with uh, five buddies. Froze my bag off for a bunch of days. Saw a whole bunch of goats, but didn't see anything that uh, um, we could get to without going under you know big avalanche risk and that kind of stuff. So your your second goat hunt was a, yeah. a winter goat hunt. That's that's just what yeah, extreme but, to the next. But I think like I I went into it with the expectation of not even getting up the mountain. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, I talked about it on our podcast in kind of great detail, and I I, I kind of preface the podcast by saying I I don't think I could recommend a a winter goat hunt to somebody that doesn't have gobs of, of winter mountaineering experience. It's just so dangerous. Right. And the guys that are doing it, those guys are animals. Um, the guys that are going out there and crushing it, they just have so much skill and so much experience and so much safety training. Right. Um, I took Avi one before I did that hunt and I used it every day of our trip. So it's pretty, pretty wild trip. Um, then fast forward to this year, uh, we were gonna we were gonna go for a caribou hunt, and they had changed the permit to a company rule, so I couldn't uh, host Wacy for caribou. So we're like, let's go kill goats. So that's what we did. And I can Wacy can kind of take it from here. Yeah. So, uh, where the hell did we? Well, no, no, no. Okay, don't we say where we went. George. That's not good. Oh, well, I think everybody kind of knows, don't they? Yeah, it was in BC. But uh, anyway, so we met in under, we met in BC. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, so Tyler has this trailer and it's got his side-by-side on it. And uh, I'm kind of opposed to pulling trailers in long distances, especially little utility trailers because they just eats tires. Like, I'm not a fan of it. I told him, I'm like, I don't want to do that. So, but we end up with this trailer. So like the first four or five hours of driving, 
we're changing tires. We had jack calls out. We're swapping tires. <laughs> we, we had, this trailer has four tires. By the end of it, we had two left. So that was one spare and the two off the front. Like we were, <laughs> were driving around with just axles sticking out. <laughs> so it was a total shit show from the beginning. Right from the jump. I was like off the rails with mm-hmm. this shit. Yeah, and then, uh, man, yeah, so we got to where we were going. There were some deactivated logging roads, and we were going to kind of snake our way up, cut some elevation off with the machine, and then just hike from there, which is what we ended up doing. But Tyler seems like he he likes to – like he's really good with the map thing, but sometimes he makes wrong turns, and we go end up going (laughs) – up the worst fucking possible spots in human mm-hmm. history and almost roll the machine four or five times. Yeah, at one point, Wacey was just like hanging so, off of the side by side, just yelling at me. I was like, oh, okay, maybe we took a wrong turn. <laughs> we had our bag strapped to the back of this machine and he goes through this freaking washout and <laughs> gooses it and our bags go blowing off the back. Shit, yard sailed everywhere down the side of the mountain. Like spotters and tripods flying everywhere. It was not good. Not a good start. (laughs) Yeah, so we just got to where we were going and and hiked up. It was real pretty country. Um, Did some glassing and then uh, spent the night up there. And, uh, yeah, I was... It was pretty nice country. Water was kind of a big issue with us there. You know, it was. It seemed like we just couldn't, no matter where we were, we were having a hard time at elevation to find water. And I was dying of thirst most of the time. So, and I just don't know if how much a guy can carry, you know, like 10 liters. <laughs> I don't know that's how much a guy could carry, how many days that would get you. But I think for next time, I'm going to freaking helicopter barrel of water up top or something. Cause was this early season? Yeah, then? we were in August. Yeah, when when August? Yeah, so when? Yeah, so we were like, the, when's the opener? I don't remember. don't say because it tells you where you are then. But yeah, in the, in August and it was quite dry. Wacy was melting snow and it had all kinds of funky stuff going on in it. I, on the other hand, just turn into a camel when we're hunting and don't eat or drink. You just yeah, just, no, I'll just suffer. Yeah, you don't want Giardia, man. That stuff is vicious. It's it hits you like a freight train. So, but it's funny too because on this trip, by the time we were finding water, I did not even pump. I was so <laughs> thirsty, I just stuck my face in the water. So, it was high risk, but whatever. We kind of went with the yeah. flow. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of questionable uh, um, metaphors that Wacy is using on our recap of it on our podcast that we should probably leave off here. You'll end up with a big explicit tag on your mm-hmm. podcast. It won't go good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was good. In contrary, like I've never go ahead, waste, sir. Go, go ahead. But I was going to say for melting snow, you think it's all you got this nice white snow up there. When you melt that stuff down, man, there is stuff swimming around in it, <laughs> and I was drinking it, so and it didn't get me the second time. So uh, you want to be careful doing that as well. <laughs> so yeah we, we we got into our first spot and uh we basically got on the spotters and it was just a ton of nannies and a ton of kids and we realized we were deep in the heart of the nursery so after that it was uh 
I think we played rock, paper, scissors. And I think I won. So we bailed off that mountain in a hurry. And then we um, spent the next, I don't know, five or six days just glassing and hitting different spots until we eventually uh, eventually turned up the goats that we uh, eventually kill. So, yeah, it was... Uh, it was not the hunt that we had anticipated. We thought we were going to get up top and spend a week picking out goats and covering country and that kind of thing. But it was more, uh, it was more seven days of scrambling to get on, get on Billy's in completely random spots, which was actually pretty fun when, when, uh, when it, when it was all said and done, you know, it was stressful at the time though. So you guys were staying yeah. at the base of the mountain and Oh, we were going we were going up and down. Up and I down. think when we when we when we spotted the goats that the billies that we killed um I, I don't know the elevation anymore, but it's been a while, but we were we were at the base of this mountain and I was like looking at my watch, looking at Wacey, looking at my watch, looking at these goats. I'm like yeah, empty your bag. <laughs> We're going, right? So we just, we actually, we, we sent it up that last mountain. And like, I think we had, we had eyes on them at like 11 or something like that. And by three o'clock they were dead. And then by, we were like back to the bottom by 11. <laughs> so we did it up. We pulled, I think we, we pulled almost 4,000 feet in three hours. Yeah. We, wasn't it three thousand? Yeah, we made we made the grave rookie move of um, leaving camp at the truck and leaving. I don't know how much water did you bring? I think I brought three liters, <laughs> like not enough water. Well, I had a I had a I had a three liter uh, platypus, and then I had a like a one or two liter other backup yeah. container. Was not even close. To Mine was gone before to we get got you to through the top. what we were. Doing. But no, it was cool. It was rad. It was, uh, we, we, we like snuck up to the first shoot that Wasty's goat was in the last time we saw it and we heard him boil out. Like we heard him blow out cause our, the wind had changed and blew our scent through this avalanche shoot that he was sitting in and he came out across and I'm like, look, and I'm like peeking around this corner, like right at the tippy top of these cliffs. And I look back at Wasty and he's like motioning to me, like, get out of the way Ty. And I'm like, uh, I just like lay down and he just starts sending it. He's just, there's just two seventy rounds winging by me. And then I look back and he's like, thumbs up. I'm like, okay, cool. See ya. I'm going to go find the other goat. Thanks for <laughs> almost killing me. And, uh, yeah, then, yeah. then we were cruising and we found, we found my goat up on a shelf just above where his goat went down. So that was cool. I didn't get to almost shoot Wacy though. So that was a bummer. <laughs> there's right. always next time yeah. didn't do the uh the typical bow hunter and try to get within 10 yards before you realized i think right honestly when i was peeking over that edge i was probably like 30 yards from where the goat was when we glassed up from below hayways yeah and the wind See, I've never really hunted goats before, so I had no idea, like, what their noses were like, right? Like, I didn't know how touchy they were, mm. if they were going to blow out of the area, if they winded us. Because I said to Ty, like, this, the route we took, the wind was really left mm-hmm. to right. And um, the other option, we could go on the right side of that mountain, but it was, I didn't know what that was like either. So we went on the left side, which seemed like a little better mm-hmm. idea up to the tree line. But... um 
I think what ultimately ended up happening is they winded us real close up. And so the goat I shot, he boiled back mm -hmm. out into this, the, the adjacent, like the, to the left side, there was another mountain with a, a can, like a canyon or whatever. A big rock slide. He just come out. Yeah. Big rock slide. And he's just stopped and he's looking downhill. So obviously I think he winded us, but he didn't know where it came from. So he, he, we got totally, to be honest, like got shit out. Oh yeah. How it kind of played out. Like, oh yeah. It ran. Cause if he would have went over the top, if he would have went over the top and just out of the country, that would have been it. Right. So, you know, worked out okay yeah. in the end. I honestly still can't believe my goat didn't peel off. Like Wacy Meg dumped on his goat because it's a goat and you don't want it to take off down the mountain, right? Wacy sends five rounds into it and my goat was just freaking laying there on a cliff, like above us looking down. It was wicked. <laughs> we killed our goats like maybe two minutes apart. And then all the fun oh, began, yeah. eh? Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> Wacy. I think Wacy said it a whole bunch of times on our podcast, but he goes, as soon as Tyler started shooting, he goes, I knew we were in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Empty bags, no water. Well, they were, Time to pack two goats off the mountain. Yeah, they were the full. Sunlight. Our bags were real full on the way out. So. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, yeah, I knew as soon as he started thumping that other goat, I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> like, I've never skinned a goat, so I honestly didn't know how much meat, but I figured it was going to be enough, and it, w it was enough. Like, I don't know what our bags were coming out. Yeah. But they, I had to have been 130 pounds probably because I took – like, we took our hide. He took his hide, and uh, he he kind of – you cape the front legs because your, your mount is like he's kind of on mm -hmm. rock ledge. Yeah. So – his hide was probably a little bit more than mine because I kind of just did a shoulder style cape on mine, but it adds up, you know. I actually packed out a full cape because I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And I'm just. And that's the story. No, like uh, I, I was like, maybe I'll just mount this thing. Like I probably won't kill too many goats. Maybe I'll do a full mount. And then I was, of course, I got home and I was like, hey, I'm going to do a full mount on this goat. And my wife's like, where are you going to put a giant billy goat in our house? It's like, a great point. I should mount him to a wall, right? He's like, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it was a it was a hunt to remember, and the pack out was it was, you know, I still everyone's like, oh, you look back on it after, and you you know, think how great it was, and I, I still I hate it. I'll, I don't want to ever do it again. <laughs> but it was not just it was not a, I don't know, like the the mount I'm doing, I'm putting that. That goat, uh, he's going to go on an old pack frame because, like the the most ep like the most epic part of that hunt was the freaking pack out. So that's kind of like what I'm going to do is like a pack mount. It was pretty go. fun, just like like an old Trapper Nelson style pack. Yeah, I bought a pile, uh, four or five of them at an. I found out there was an auction that had a bunch of original ones, so I bought a handful. So I got I got a few mounts already done and some Trapper Nelsons and stuff, but. Yeah, no, it awesome. should look pretty cool. I'm hoping when it's done here. I. Uh, so once you uh, you start dealing with those goats and you're on top of the mountain, you got no water. Is this when you have your uh, your first real oh shit moment? I don't. I don't know <laughs> if we had off. an oh shit moment. Did did we did did we waste or did you? No, but when I was butchering my goat. I was like, 
I'm like, man, I've never been this thirsty before. I'm like, this is going to be a terrible pack out. And yeah, I, it wasn't an oh shit, but I was like, you know, this is going to hurt really bad. <laughs> so I, um, I, I'm, I'm super lucky. Uh, um, one of your guys' life members, Ronnie, he, he's like, I, I had built in mentorship when I started hunting and, you know, um, when I got going, you know, he would kind of point me in the right direction. And then one of the first backpack hunts I ever went on with Ronnie, you know, and you're like, yeah, I'm tough. Grew up playing hockey and lacrosse and getting punched in the face all the time. It's all good. I could do whatever, right? I'm tough. And Ronnie just freaking tried to make me quit for like seven days. Right. And then we, I shoot, I shoot this mule deer and I shot him in a spot I, in retrospect, should not have shot him in. And we just, he's like, okay, let's go. And just, you know, each of us with half a mule deer on our back forever. The farthest distance I would ever want to travel with packing out an animal, right? And and I don't know. I just like, when we were packing out that that mountain goat, our mountain goats there, Wacey's like, this is the worst pack I've ever done. And I was like, you got to go hunting with Ronnie. It's just awful. It's just awful. You're good. But, uh. No, it, it was it was pretty brutal going downhill that far with a with a whole goat on your back. But um, I don't know. We we turned yeah. into we I think we turned into each other's support system on the way out. Anyways, we're just lying to each other. It's right there, just a little further, just through these trees. I kept. I had the maps pulled up on his phone. Like how far? How far? <laughs> He's like, oh, we're just about there. We're just we're not even close. Because I was like. I was borderline like I'm gonna just lay under this tree till morning and we'll just pick it up from where we left off. But we ended up actually coming out more left. I don't know if that what direction that's maybe more north or where we went up, but we I could hear water running. <laughs> and I'm I just like I didn't care where in correlation that water was to the truck. I was just going to the water. And when we got there, I just took my bag off and jumped headfirst in the water, just laid in it because I was done. That was it. Yeah. But it worked out. It's pretty funny. It was enjoyable. I have a rad photo of us at the truck where, like, I'm doing like a hang loose sign, and Wacy is laying on the ground like like he's been shot. Love it. And it's like, it's not very often, it's not very often Wacy goes down, you know, like Wacy's tough as they come, but, uh, goats are heavy and water was scarce. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no water, 4,000 feet elevation change. That'll, yeah, that'll break. It was you. fun. It was a good time. Good memory for sure. Uh, so when's the next time you guys? I'm going, going on a sheep hunt with Ronnie uh, in September, I think. And I think Wacy, oh, you're yeah. going hor- horseback, bighorn, hey? Yeah, I'll probably do. I'll probably actually do three or four bighorn hunts this year. So I'll probably do a horseback with my dad. And to be honest, that one is just kind of going to be like hanging out with my old man because it's been about 15 years since we sheep hunted together. So. Or probably more, probably eighteen years. So no, right on. So we're gonna go up there. And <clears throat> I'm gonna get yelled at the whole time. It should be fun. <laughs> Relive your childhood. <laughs> I should also oh, point out man. too. Wacy comes from Alberta and shot an absolute stomper goat, which is rad. What what was your goat? Eight or nine? 
10 inch. Oh, it's 10 inch Billy, but was it, wasn't it eight years old? Oh, eight, eight, yeah, I think eight yeah, years Yeah, so old. he's like, I don't think he needs to shoot another goat ever again. 10 inch, you, uh, are you sneaking into the book with that? The BC well, my book? goat went BC book too, but his goat will go boot and crock it. Yeah, it's just, oh, right he, he's, he'll be just around 50. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's a decent first goat. <laughs> it's funny when we were. I remember, I remember, I remember looking at that thing through the scope and it had like a big sway back and a big pot belly. I was like, ah, it looks old, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Yeah. Worked it was out. funny when we were like when we, when we were glassing from the bottom when we first spotted him away he spotted him he was like hey what do you think of this goat I'm like okay we're going <laughs> like don't need to look again let's go yeah yeah right on so what uh, what's your favorite hunt Ty um what? yeah e- either either this past goat hunt with Wacy <coughs> excuse me um just because it, it was super challenging and 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 mentally tough to um, s- stay going, you know, when stuff doesn't go as planned at all, as all, at all, and you have to kind of adapt and change on the fly. And there's a lot of funny stories. Like one night we stayed at the bottom of this mountain and, uh, I'm only five, nine, so I can fit in the back seat of my truck. So I just blow up my, blow up my pad, lay down, go to sleep, pass out. Right. And when he's like, Oh, I don't feel like pitching a tent. So he slept under my canopy and then my canopy was just like, uh, I think Wacey said ground zero for mosquitoes in the entire world. Just like, he's just doing backflips in the back of my truck all freaking night. But like, I don't know. It's hard to beat like the on the road memories you have of a hunt like that. Right. Like all these little small stories that are just, they're freaking hilarious and they're so fun. And I, I don't know. So yeah, I, I think this last goat hunt we had might be my favorite hunt ever. Or then that my first big mule deer hunt with Ronnie, that was pretty cool too. So a little different than the, the Southern rainforest yeah. you're used to running around. with Yeah, the exactly. Bow in. Yeah. All right on. What's, uh, was there any, like we always ask guests this, the scary moment. Was there any moment on that trip where you guys were like, uh oh, we shouldn't be here. I'll always see answer. Yeah, I don't really. Uh, that first spot we were in, I had went out on this knife ridge, and I had come. I had went on the right hand side going out, which was pretty casual, like fairly casual. It was a little steep, but sketchy. But it wasn't too bad. I didn't feel too bad about it. But coming back, I took the other side, and I ended up getting cliffed out. And that was one of them spots where I was like, yeah, I shouldn't be here right now, you know, because I, and then to make matters worse, I didn't just turn back because I had come so far down this other side. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go straight up. And I, and I had my uh, mountain stick with me, which is like an ice axe. So I went and dug, I tried to dig it into the, to the rocks to help pull me up. Yeah. It was just an all around bad deal. That was <laughs> That was, and I was like probably an hour away from Tyler at that point. Hey, yeah, I opted. Like I, I opted to not to go onto the death the cliffs. I was like, I'll be over here with the freaking spotter. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, not really like an oh shit, but like you know, 
I really had no business being on that on that edge like that, but kind of. For me. I think the big oh shit in the last couple of years is when we when I realized you were sick on our first goat hunt together. <laughs> I was like, "This dude's way too big for me to carry off this mountain." Mm-hmm. Yeah, were you guys a long way yeah. in when that happened? We're at the tippy top of a mountain. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. no, it wasn't good. It was, it was, it was like either either wait it out, which in retrospect now we know you can't really wait it out. You need medicine, um, or like go down now because the next couple of days we're going to be straight rain and it was pretty sketchy where we were. <coughs> Excuse me, um, but yeah, by the time we got we got down that night by the time we got down it was uh i don't know Wacy was shooting out of both ends so that that was actually pretty it was bad it was a bad yeah it was bad it was like uh if nobody's had giardia i don't know if there's different versions of it or different versions of viruses you can catch or if i even had giardia but i had some sort of virus and i'd picked it up from real Real sketchy water. I had and we had no business even pumping all of it. Just marmot shit. And uh the only difference between me and Tyler, you know, we both pumped but put Tyler steri penned and I didn't. And it and it caught me. So um but when we got down, we kinda went down. Tyler, like he said I was acting kind of weird or whatever, but when we got to the hotel room, man, because we got back to uh whatever town we were at Tyler's like, let's just grab a room. Cause he's like, you're kind of fucked up. So we grabbed a room and I just stood in the shower for probably an hour, just shivering. And then I crawled into bed and I told Tyler, I'm like, don't make sure I fucking wake up. Cause I was at that point, I was so kind of far gone. I was like, I'm not sure I'm going to wake up. And then, um, the next day I wasn't feeling too, too bad, but it was more of the, the puking and stuff that got you the next day and trying to drive back to Alberta while doing that was a freaking train wreck. So I, and then kind of like how I got away from him. I have a buddy of mine who's a doctor. He's an emergency room doctor. I phoned him on the way home. I'm like, doc, I'm like, <laughs> this is what I got going on. He's like, did you drink bad water? I'm like, yeah. So he knew right. Cause he's a sheep hunter. So he knew right away what I had done. So he had, he wrote me a prescription. So as soon as I got back to town, I filled it. So I was on I was on these meds for about seven days before I kind of cleared up on it. So now he wrote me a prescription long, big enough, so I doubled it. So when I go into the mountains now, I I carry Giardia um, antibiotics for it. So <laughs> if it ever happens again, just drink a bottle of water, pop a pill, and just keep going. <laughs> well. Hopefully keep you alive for a while, but it's terrible. It was pre- it was pretty wild. He, he so basically what happened? We were in these cliffs looking at these 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 billies, and this, there's this one super nice billy that I, I I wanted to shoot, and Wasey just started making like the most irrational argument for how we were going to get to this billy. And I was like, "Is this guy high? What's going on?" And so I started talking to him, and he just like wasn't making sense about anything. I was like, hey, how far are we from the tent? He's like, oh, it's right there. I'm like, we're like kilometers from the tent, right? So I was like, something's up. Let's go back. And uh, yeah, we pulled the plug that night, eh? But yeah, that that was that was for that was, good that was for sure sketchy because you could tell it was it was weird. Yeah, that uh, 
Were did, were you sick the first night after you guys already pulled the plug, or were you? Didn't, uh, no, I, the first after. night like, when Tyler got me to the truck finally. So one of the deals with that, what I had, I don't even want to know if I want to call it Giardia, but it's kind of what it is. But one of your things is like you can never quench your thirst, right? So you just drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and you're thirsty. Is So Tyler had like one of them blue jugs in the truck. I don't know what is that, like 12 yeah, liters or something? Huge. And, I, and I just sat there and drank it all. So I was like puking water because you can't, you can't get enough water in you. And it's just the wildest, it's the wildest trip like you could ever go on. <laughs> so yeah, it, that's what, that was the first day. That's what that was. And then, you know, by the time we got to town it was hours later and I was already into the freaking body shutting down phase kind of thing. So, yeah. So your uh, key takeaway from backcountry hunting in BC is filter your water. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know I did pump. I did pump it. I, I catadine. I had a catadine, and um, but whatever. I don't know if the if I had that filter. I've had that pump forever. Never changed the filter. I've been using it for years. So <laughs> it's kind of maybe partially neglect on my part. And uh, and you know what the kicker to it all is? I carry. Uh, chlorine tabs as backup for my pump, right? So you could drop a tab or two in to sterilize, but for whatever reason, I didn't do that. So, so this year I switched up pumps and 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 I run a SteriPen now plus chlorine tabs. I'm pretty 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 safe if I can be. If I'm not dying of thirst. Oh, right on. So that's a oh many factors I guess could be play, oh, yeah. play at that one, but. It's, it's a fun story, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys got any uh, winter plans here? Uh, some predator hunting, get out, maybe chasing steelhead. Anything going on between either of you guys? Yeah, I'm sure Wacy's killing you out, say Wace. Yeah, just normal stuff. Yeah, shooting fur-bearing animals. No trapping this year for me. Kind of just. Uh, hanging around home, doing different things, but yeah, no, not much. Just canines of some kind usually is on the on the target yeah. list. I, I've I've dove into the the two hand fly fishing spay world here, so I'm I'm heavy on the steelhead right now. So I've been freezing my bag off in the river every chance I get. So that's what I've been doing lately. It's pretty fun. Have you? Have you hooked into it? I'm like one yet? for, or no, I'm, what am I? I'm like, I'm like one for five for solid hookups on takes right now. I haven't landed one yet. So no, it's fun. It's, I don't know. I, I should probably be fishing with gear and uh, just a bead to cover, maybe cover some more, some holes that are a little better, but it's so fun on the fly. I don't know. It's just, even if you're not catching anything, it's fun to go cast. Yeah. Right on. So when we, uh, when are we going to start seeing more from you guys on the podcast front? Get a little, little stale yeah, yeah. So we got we got two in the can, and I just gotta I just gotta tune them up. Maybe I should post one tonight, anyways. Yeah. Well, though I think the one that me and you did isn't too too bad. Yeah, I think that one can let it rip. Post. We can let that one rip. I'll post that one tonight. There you go. Compliments of Greg, uh, and then we have one from Snyder. I have to just cut some out of. We um. We just do them for fun, eh? Like, it, it's not, we're not really trying to accomplish anything. And 
Um, the sponsors on the front end are, are either our buddies or wild sheep society. And just like the whole, the whole thing is meant to be a good time and casual. And if somebody has something they want to get on there and talk about, they're more than welcome to. And, uh, yeah, the whole thing with like interviewing famous people kind of happened by accident. Like I wasn't really, I wasn't really soliciting that, but then people, I did a couple, I did a couple interviews and then people were like, Hey, have this person on, Hey, have this person on. And it kind of, kind of spiraled, you know? And the next thing you know, it's like campaigns is on the podcast. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. You guys have, you've reeled in some big names from just going to, as a shoot the shit, uh, podcast, uh, but Haynes, Shockey, Barklow, Schneider. Yeah. We have Barklow and Schneider on pretty regularly. Um, there's a few Snyder podcasts in the vault that we haven't been able to post, but maybe, maybe, maybe we'll do a, <laughs> maybe we'll release him one day when he's retired. Uh Oh, <laughs> some ju- juicy stuff hidden in the vault. eh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get down there and, uh, is it, what's he hunting down in, Texas is it the Udad he's down yeah, there chasing all the time? Yeah, uh, at Topo Texas with Scotty, he guides down there with him. I think it's just an excuse to get away from the office for him. But yeah, they're down there hanging out. We got they invited us down last year, anyways, and it was COVID pandemonium. So we'll have to get down there one of these years here. Well, we look forward to following along yeah. on your. Waste, wasty and tight. Yeah, in Texas. sling arrows at some weird, at some weird <laughs> sheep. Right. Yeah. I was trying to get Wasty to come out for the the con the convention in March, <clears throat> but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know. I'd I'd like to go away, but my schedule is kind of full with different stuff. I got this ABA thing coming up and different things. Yeah. So. We both have four kids too. So it's tight. Well, one day. <laughs> oh, you guys can do the circuit. If you're up in, uh, Northern Alberta, there you stop in at Dawson Creek and hit our Northern convention. It's not, yeah, not too far true, for you. Yeah. That's this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I head back to work tomorrow. So, yeah, it's tough, but definitely I'd like to try and make more things um, that uh, I kind of wanted to do them. Some of them shows in the States too would be fun, some of them bigger ones, but. Sheep Show 2024. Yeah. Reno, we'll really? see you there. Yeah, I just I just finished listening to your guys. Were you guys down there? Yeah, they were in. Yeah, we were both down there kyle's actually the uh he's a big dog down there he's vice chair of the foundation nice yeah i just finished listening to you guys's uh interview you did with justin how do you say his last name kolowski is that how you say it no i think he said Kaluski. Kaluski, wasn't it kyle he's a he's a ski yeah, that's good something like that yeah. uh what a goat eh that yeah, thing's a ski. Yeah. insane not too shabby. I see somebody on Facebook was commenting, "Oh, it'll be broken in this lifetime." And yeah, Greg's right. like, "Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's not." That's wild. the uh, The photo, the photo giant. that he posted of of it while it was on the hoof, still that like weird cave thing he's in. So wild, bizarre, so wild, 
Super cool too. And, and super cool dude. I actually sent that, that podcast to some non-hunting friends of mine and I was like, okay, listen to this dude and listen to how passionate this dude is about conservation and about hunting and how he's just like a normal dude and he doesn't have like some weird bloodlust or anything. Like this is like the essence of what hunting is about to people that care about hunting that aren't just like, you know, whatever, shooting out the door of their pickup truck, whatever. Right. But this is like people that care about hunting. And I sent it to these folks and they, they both listened to it. They're like, wow, that's amazing. And I was like, yeah, right. See, hunters aren't dicks. <laughs> so no, it was good. It was a, it, that was a really great interview guys. I'm glad you did it. And it was, uh, it was fun to listen to. Yeah, I know. He actually, he sought us out down in, uh, reno too and right away that guy's his passion for it's like he wants to just change the the way the world views hunters and do something big for conservation and it's it's the energy coming off him was it was pretty neat to see someone that passionate and no one's like we've never met him before he's a member but that was it we've never met him that's wicked yeah we uh we have a group chat with uh, some of our goat buddies and that photo came through the group chat sometime in August and we we're like, whoa. And uh, then just this past, the past couple months here, it's kind of all of the measurement stuff has come out, right? It's just like unreal big. So we, we could start pulling names if uh, that picture came through in August to you guys. We, we would know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, is I feel like every goat that gets killed goes through that group chat. It seems like if it's been posted on the internet anywhere, it's in there. <laughs> yeah. So what about you guys? I feel like I, I I'm usually asking you guys questions. Like, what's the first hunt for you two? Go ahead, Greg. Ah, uh, May will do the standard head up north and chase black bears nice. with the kids and the brother and the, the nieces and nephew and big old rigmarole to get our pepperoni and sausages <laughs> for the year. Yeah. And then we'll be uh, September. I got kind of a neat opportunity. My son and my old man and then my brother and buddy Steve will be flying in and uh, we got, you know, we're going to take, Good chance we'll take my son, and a good chance it'll be my dad's last backcountry yep. big to-do. So it'd be kind of a a neat passing of the torch, so to speak, between generations and have us all there. It'd be, it'd be neat get my son out there the first time and my dad for not his last hunt, obviously, but it'll probably be his last uh, real big chasing stones and caribou and maybe connect on a couple fingers yeah. crossed all right kyle let her rip yeah i've actually Woo! got a goat draw for february um i, I i'm i've still got yeah but it's like you said winter goat and i got yeah. no av training so um are we'll you see thinking how that about going out. but uh it'll yeah i am i i got a buddy of mine that i got drawn with and uh he's got some experience back there and you know it, you know maybe we just yeah. go out for a week and we look at the mountain go it's not safe but we're still going out right and yeah. st- still looking at shit so um pretty stoked about it um you know i was going to try and go in november and just you know just kind of things ran away and then uh it's, <laughs> i got the kitchen pass the wife's like we need a goat uh a goat hide and i'm like okay well i'm here to serve sweetheart so i'll, I'll make the sacrifice for the family so um 
yeah, we'll see if it works out. I, I you know, a lot of it's depending on what the conditions are like and stuff. And uh, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And uh, hopefully that works out. And then I got a stone trip planned for cool. August. We're going to do the opener again. Um, we kind of switch it up every year. And I, we don't even have a flight booked or whatever. So I don't know if we do a, something hike in or what we do. It'll be uh, interesting to see. But uh, yeah, pretty stoked about that. And so that's kind of all that's on the radar right now. Spring Bear, obviously, take, we go every year for that just to... It's more of a beer drinking uh, uh, session than anything, but just yeah. get out in the bush again. That's right? wicked. So, that's exciting. That's exciting about your yeah, February goat. That one is. Uh, I, I know. I just finished saying I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell somebody to go do it, but also like go do it because it's super cool to go see and look. And if, if you're going into it with uh, uh, reasonable expectation and a reasonable. Um, like look at your own skill set of like I'm not going to die doing this. I think it's a wicked time because you can glass from the bottom in the winter and pretty effectively, right? So, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, and you hear lots of stories where you can, you know, like the right spots you can in the winter time, you can drive a sled mm-hmm. right up to a goat in theory, right? And in, in certain spots if you if you're lucky, right? So, I I have no idea with with where i'm going if that's the case but uh yeah just go out and take a look and if it's not safe then don't do it and yeah yeah totally right we had on mine we had six there was six dudes including me um and so we broke off in twos and we were all glass in different sizes of this mountain for five days and we had uh we're talking on radios and stuff, right? It was like the best, the best time and we were pulling out every couple of days or whatever to warm up and uh we're like sitting on this one knob glass to get on the radio. So, you know the kids show Blippy? Do you know what that is? No, no, I don't know. I don't think. No. Okay, Greg, Greg's got yeah, kids. He, Blippy's like this super dorky YouTube thing. He like wears blue and orange. He's total dork, right? But all a couple of the guys on the on the hunt had young kids too, right? So Anthony comes on the radio and he's like, we've spotted Blippy, we've spotted Blippy. It's like the goat from the summer that me and Wacey were on, right? So whop, everybody rips over there on the sleds and then we just sat on this goat for two days like, we can't get to him, like without dying. So like mission accomplished, I guess, right? We ended up heading, heading up a spot of the mountain to go look at another goat, but it was like one of those things where it's just a wicked time freezing it was like negative 32 the last day we were there just stupid so fun yeah what's that the uh sounds fun the the type two fun yeah but just like i mean as long as you're never in serious danger right it sucks at the time and you're cold and you're trying to figure out how to get your digits warm back up but other than that i mean whatever it's all good stories I'm excited for you. I can't wait to to hear how it goes, Kyle. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll see what the conditions are like and stuff. But uh, I was talking to a buddy that does a lot of winter stuff, and he says never go out before Valentine's Day in the and up in that country. So we'll see what uh, what that translates into. And yeah, so it's uh, it's on the books, but uh, to be Perfect. to be determined. That's so cool. we'll see how it goes. So yeah. So I think we're. Uh Getting close to the cool. time there. Let's. Where do people find you guys? Um, where do we find? Yeah, Wilderness so Locals? our Instagram page is at Wilderness Locals. Um, 
the uh, website is wildernesslocals.net. And yeah, you can find us on any where that podcasts are streamed. Yeah, basically. Um, Wacy, is your Instagram still private? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so just follow our podcast page. That's the way to go. Yeah, right on. I got a, I got a question for Wacy. Yeah. So what, what's better, hunting in Alberta or hunting in BC? Mm. <laughs> BC has the opportunities that, uh, you know, we don't got here. A few of them, right? Like you guys have a lot more sheep opportunity, a lot more mountains, and you know caribou and stuff like that but alberta's got its stuff too you know we got you know we got quite a few species i, I don't know For right now i'm looking at i'm looking at uh bc all the time like i want to go do this and i want to go do that but you know i think there's guys in bc that maybe look at alberta the same way i don't know what's best but i do like i do like both you know i think i think alberta has its real good perks too you know so it's hard to say. I've taken a few buddies over the years out to Alberta with me. Just, uh, well, when I lived out there, I had a buddy come out once. And then I've, since then I've gone out and, uh, hunted with buddies out there. And, uh, just so, so the BC guys are just like, their eyes are wide open about the abundance of wildlife. Like, you know, on mountain hunting in BC, you know, you know, you don't tend to see a lot of game. It's, it's pretty dense and there's like, it's pretty good, there's a pretty good game there, but you don't see it because it's treed and it's, but you get on the prairies and you look and you see a hundred mule deer, or 200 elk. And you just like, it just blows these guys' minds when they go out there and see that. Hey, it's really, really cool to, to see that reaction the first time. Yeah. Yeah. We do have really good game numbers. It seems like our system, a lot of our stuff is draw. Like I think British Columbia, the bulk of your guys' stuff is pretty much over the counter. I think there is some sheep draw stuff, right? Bighorn and different things. I guess you do have your limited entry or whatever, I guess it's called. But yeah. you know, Alberta, like we were talking before the show started, like with, with priority and you know, we'll put it like me and my buddies, we put in fifteen, eighteen years for a single tag, you know, so we wait our turn, which kind of I think really does it's not a perfect system, but at the end, I think it does help with some of the age structure and numbers as well. You know, that's, I think we get some good numbers for that reason. Yeah. And it's interesting too. And I, not to go down a rabbit hole, but you know, in BC, there's not, I don't think as much as an emphasis on trophy quality in Alberta. It's a thing, right? Like um, trying, trying to harvest these old mature bucks and it's just a different mentality guys aren't going out and shooting, you know, four corns as regularly and not passing judgment, but like they, they're managing better for trophy quality, I think in Alberta than we are in, on the coast or in BC, in my opinion. But it's a real, it's a real thing here. Um, age, age structure and age, like it's pretty frowned upon if you're, if guys are shooting young, like it happens, you know, and not, I'm not trying to harp on anyone, but most of like a hundred percent of the guys I run with and that I kind of kick it with and hunt with, it's all age structure. Even if that deer scored 120 mm-hmm. inches, if he was a freaking eight year old deer, I mean, that's what they're, everyone's after, right? Old deer. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing with the priority system. If you got 15 years, you're not going to screw around and shoot a, a raghorn, right? Like dink, you're going to wait and shoot a decent uh, animal. It's like you said, 
you pull a 15 year elk draw you're gonna you're gonna set away away your whole season and you go kill a decent one because you're not gonna get another kick at it for another 15 years right yeah yeah so i guess that's kind of the differences between the provinces but i i, I do like bc you know uh the thing with alberta that kind of drives me nuts is we have such a thin sliver of mountains and and a lot of guys hunt sheep so it's kind of combat sheep hunting within bc like when i first hunted bc with the first year with tyler i said what if you know i said what if we run into guys on the mountain tyler's like it's no big deal just walk over the next ridge <laughs> so it's like in alberta it's kind of tough to do sometimes but in bc it just seems like that's how it is man if you run into guys just keep going like there's so much country so i really love that about bc lots of opportunity mm-hmm. you know if you want to work for it i think a lot of dudes in bc and i say this all the time on our podcast i think a lot of dudes in bc don't realize the opportunity that they have in their own backyard that you can hunt almost anything here yeah. over the counter like some of the the most most like like world-renowned hunting like there's no better place to hunt stone sheep. There's no better place to hunt mountain goats. Like anywhere in the world, is there? I don't think so. And it's over. The- yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's the. We don't have the quality of mountain goats here. I don't know if we have big mountain goats in BC, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just mean like it, it, I think a lot of guys. I think a lot of guys miss it because everybody wants to complain about our LEH system and this mm-hmm. and that. It's like. Dude, you don't even need the LEH system. You can literally go. <laughs> Where else can you do that? Yeah. I, know. I got a proposal for you, Wacy. I think we should do a trade, an Alberta BC trade. So what we'll do is you can transplant some of those pronghorns on our mountains and we'll send you some stone sheep for the prairies. So I think that seems like a pretty fair trade. And then we'll just diversify a bit, right? Yeah, I think that'll work. I think the pronghorns might have a tough time. But when I was down south for that mule tag, I was running into big herds. They're, so, I, it's, they're a, such a crazy animal. I've, you'll be sitting on a hill just glassing mule deer, and Tyler can speak to this, and you just watch those antelope. They just come out of nowhere, and they're just always running. So they just run by through your spotter, and they're gone off into the distance. Never- we figured out how to how, – it- Pretty cool we figured animal. out the best way to, to corner a pronghorn, though, by accident. Hey, Wes? I got yeah. this little trophy truck thing a few years ago. We were like ripping on these like gas pipeline roads, like way too fast. And if you get going the same speed as a pronghorn, they eventually just stop and look at you. They're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> so yeah, there you go. That's a tactic for you. Put that in your yeah. tips and tricks section. No, but we definitely no, take, no, some, no. take some stones out here. Yeah. That'd be nice. You know, I, I I have for so many years I've I've thought of this and like more so now that I go back to Alberta from BC, but you know, you look at the Fraser River and stuff and yeah, there's some mountains there, don't get me wrong, I get it, but you know, you just see these sheep hanging out in the river hills, like they're in the coolies and stuff like that. And I just like in southern Alberta, like down in my where my mom and dad used to live in that country I'd hunt down there, I go back there and I just think like I could see them, you know, I could see sheep in that country, right? I just like I I know it's a it's not realistic and it's not going to happen but i just the habitat in some ways is quite similar you know um and you do look like in mexico those 
desert bighorns in uh, Sonora, I think like the maximum height of mountains was 3,000 feet, right? They don't, you know, it's not like they're, like we see stone sheep in that, that, that 6,000 foot range, like five to seven or six to eight or whatever they say it is, right? But I, I think for these bighorns, they don't, you know, they're not quite as specific. They just are where they are, right? But mm-hmm. anyway, I'm not going to transplant stone sheep to Alberta, so <laughs> you can save the hate mail, guys. <laughs> yeah. The BC Outfitters are losing their mind right now. <laughs> Wacy's got one in his barn right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, nursing it. Yeah. So what do you guys... Awesome. Uh, sorry, so got, Greg, that I was got, a little segue. I got so one question, quick question. Where do you guys think... Uh, I don't know, you guys are more plugged in than me. Do you guys think that caribou hunt's going to kind of come back for for non-residents and stuff to be able to hunt in the next few years or... So I think, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on with reconciliation. I think, um, I think that's part of the puzzle. Uh, Wacy, I think is part of it and I, I'm not going to dive into it cause I don't know enough about it. So I think they're trying to figure a lot of that stuff out, but I think reconciliation is part of that piece and trying to get, um, you know, understand about, you know, where we are harvest wise and, stuff like that. So, you know, I, I don't have an answer for you. And it's funny, I, we sit on the provincial hunting trapping advisory team with the province. Obviously we don't determine that that specifically, but that's the type of stuff that gets talked about in that arena, the the regulation part of it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think right now with reconciliation, it's a difficult thing because they're just trying to sort stuff out. There's a lot of stuff they just don't know and a lot of moving pieces and you know we've seen what happened in the northeast in the peace region around uh, moose and going to leh there too so i'm not overly optimistic and yeah i think they're just trying to figure it out so uh, hopefully once things settle down and they've got more of a clear path they will but right now i think it's pretty tough so yeah okay yeah i know i'm just curious i see where where anybody could see that in the next few years (laughs) greg what do you think i don't know i I, I think you nailed it. Some work to do with reconciliation, and you know, it's. I'm sure if, if we can get numbers to bounce back, and they're they're starting to figure it out with, you know, some of their predator management tactics up there, and it's showing there's there's proof that it's working in some areas. So we get numbers to bounce back and fix some things that are wrong with. What's going on up there? With it, I I think it could be back in a few years, or maybe well, should say a few years, but down the road I think it'll be back. But I've been saying that about the the grizzly hunt as well. So here here we are. <laughs> yes. Is there any uh, is there any campaigns you guys have on the go right now for sign here that type of thing? We we do we have uh, we're running act now right now for the CCFR oh, cool. uh, support or the supporting the the not supporting <laughs> showing our displeasure of the C twenty one bill. That's, that's almost said supporting that bill, but no, no, we cool. we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 rad. I uh, I I generally go to that. Uh, wild sheep society news feed you know to see what i need to be doing and it's uh everybody that listens to this already knows that but i like to kind of point people to it so they they know what they should be doing right so 
It's good. You guys do a great job. Well, we sure appreciate what you guys do and, and, you know, getting that narrative out there and using your voice to, to share the messaging. And, and, um, yeah, it's, you know, again, the wild sheep BC, like our members are, we're, we're pretty, pretty special. And I, the one thing I was going to do is make sure I got Wacy signed up as a life member before <laughs> the podcast was over. So I guess I got a little work to do. <laughs> Did, didn't know it was going to uh, cost you a grand I'll to be here. No, but uh, no, all joking aside, appreciate all you guys do, and um, and for sure, and and there is some stuff on the horizon that we're working on, and but right now the big one that you know we heard from a lot of our members with this C twenty one amendment and um, what was going on with the, the whole CQ progress and process, and we had uh, Rod Giltaka from the CCFR on, and we've thrown some money, um, and this was in support from our membership, their way to support their lawsuit and. Um, sort of trying to get things rolled back because next thing you know we won't have any firearms to kill anything that you know we're worried about hunting well and wildlife numbers don't have to worry about it because we'll have nothing to go after them with and you know that's a little bit of fear-mongering and granted and you know I think it's a little excessive but I do think that you know it's it's gone if we look at what's changed in the last two years with firearms in this country um, you know I think it's something we need to pay attention to so yeah we're we're jumping on that right now and um and uh, I think we're going to have Rod up at our uh, at our fundraiser in Kamloops, and he'll be in the crowd, just you know, talking to our members and stuff like that. And I know they're really grateful for the support we've mm-hmm. shown them as an organization. So, but we got some more conservation stuff in the pipe. We're just going to keep making a lot of noise around conservation and making sure wildlife gets and wild sheep needs get taken care of. Is definitely we got lots. Uh, Lots and lots on the go, but uh, you know, right now we've given the government a bit of a soft pass because with together for wildlife, they're still figuring a lot of stuff out, I think. And um, but uh, they better get their act together pretty quick because we're you know again we're just like we got to do better for wildlife and just yeah. So expect more. It's from interesting the stuff, Society. and uh, it's always nice to check in and learn from you guys and see what's going on and what we should be doing. So. Well, likewise, straight Appreciate back at you, man. Call it a night, Greg. Are we done? You got anything else for the boys? I think we're good. I think that's uh, okay. it's a good. We had a heard enough Perfect. of Ty, so that's great. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> it, guys. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get a little little more than we do. So. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Thank Have you. Have a great one, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks. Thanks for coming on.